Hi, welcome back to Straight Arrows. I am your host today, Pastor Woody Whit. Uh, today we want to hear what our Lord Jesus Christ said about the afterlife, about the afterlife. Today we will be focusing on the reality of hell. I had a choice of whether or not to talk about hell first or heaven. Uh, we're going to talk about hell first. Um, it's not, hell is not a popular subject in today's world, but the Lord Jesus had much to say about um, both heaven and hell, and we want to give them equal uh, time here on the pot on uh, straight arrows. So um, we're looking today at what Christ taught about the afterlife with a focus on uh, hell. Now, every major religion believes that there is a future of some kind after death. People instinctively know that there is some kind of afterlife. What makes, we should ask the question, what makes Christianity's teaching concerning the afterlife true and others false? The answer is that Christianity's basis of authority is the Bible, the Word of God, specifically what our Lord Jesus taught concerning the afterlife. Our Lord's teaching is authoritative for several reasons. I'll give you three reasons why the teaching of Christ on the afterlife is authoritative. Number one, Christ came down from heaven. As God, he came into the world he created to teach those who inhabit this world. John 6 verse 38 says, the Lord Jesus said, for I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Number two, Christ is the only person who can give us accurate information concerning what happens in eternity. Uh, Matthew 7, 29, Jesus said, for he taught them, or he didn't say that this is recorded, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. The, the point there is that I can give you my opinion on a lot of things. What you want to do in life, though, is to seek out the person who is in the position of authority to teach on a particular subject. Our subject today is the afterlife, and the Lord Jesus is the only person who can speak of it. Uh, and that leads us to number three. Christ is the only person who has died physically, departed his body, and come back into his body, that's resurrection, and remained alive. Uh, you will hear people say, well, Jesus wasn't the only person to be uh, resurrected. And, and uh, uh, when they say that, that's a falsehood. That's not true. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ uh, is the only person to die and leave his body and then come back into his body and is alive now. Other people have died, and it seems or it appears to be that they were resuscitated. It seems that they died, and it seems that, that life came back into them. However, they died again, though. Those people have all died again. Christ is the only person who has ever been resurrected. And we need to know the difference then between resuscitation, which is the restoration of physical life, and um, resurrection, which is um, eternal life, where a person has eternal life after they were dead. Um, and so... Those are the three um, 
the three points right there. Number one, Christ came down from heaven. Number two, Christ is the only person who gives us accurate information concerning what happens in eternity. And number three, Christ is the only person who has died physically, departed his body, and come back into his body and remained alive. Therefore, he's the only living authority on the nature of the afterlife. Um, and then our Lord taught that there are only two paths in life and that each has a diametrically opposed destination. And those two destinations are heaven and hell. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 to 14 said, says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Every person must choose either the broad way or the narrow way. The person who has never considered what road they are on is on the road to perdition by default. One must make a decision to choose the narrow path. And all I'm saying with that is that a person needs to make sure they're following Jesus Christ. A person needs to make sure they have put their confidence in Jesus Christ. Um, now, our Lord was very clear where the road to perdition leads. Uh, number one, Christ taught that hell is a place where the unrepentant will share eternity with the devil and his demons. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, Jesus said, Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil's for the devil and his angels. Did you catch that? Hell, friends, was not uh, created for human beings. Uh, hell was created according to Jesus. And he says, and I quote again, prepared for the devil and his angels. Angels meaning the angelic host that uh, followed uh, the devil in his rebellion against God. Um, so we know th then that the only people that go, only people that go to hell are those that reject the goodness and the mercy and the truth of God. And uh, in other words, they do the work, uh, if you will, of the devil. The person that does the devil's work earns the devil's reward. Uh, number two, Christ taught that hell is a place of eternal fire. Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, Jesus said, But I, <coughs> excuse me, but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. And we, we hear him say here that the fire of hell is never quenched. It is never um, quenched. Uh, number three, Christ taught that hell is a place where the worm uh, does not die. Mark 9, 48, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Um, and now, can you imagine the horror this is of a, a worms crawling all over the body while it's burning? Uh, that is a horrible picture. The Lord Jesus paints a horrible picture of hell. And we would be wise to 
um, understanding what Jesus Christ is saying to us about hell is true. Uh, number four, uh, Christ taught that hell is a place of destruction. Uh, 10, uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So hell is a place that cannot be, uh, there's no escape from it. And number five, Christ taught that hell is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. And he taught this in Matthew chapter 13, verses 42 to 50. And you would, uh, you, you need to read this for yourself, but I'm going to go ahead and read this. Jesus said, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There should be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. Th that which when a man hath found, he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeing goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew it to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast away the bad. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire where there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Wow. So what do we think today? Um, what do we think the worst part about being in hell is? Uh, being with the devil and his demons, engulfed in horrific flames, worms crawling all over your body, weeping and crying in pain for eternity? Or will it be the absence of God? Those who reject God in this world, who decided not to worship God in this world, will be rewarded by the total absence of God and his people for eternity. The unbeliever, will never be bothered by the company of hypocrites again. Think about that just a moment. You know, a lot of unbelievers don't like Christians, you know. Uh, they don't like Christians. Uh, they consider Christians to be hypocrites. They, they say that we try to push the Bible down their throats. My dear friends, there'll come a day that they will wish that, that they had tasted some of what we're trying to give them. And it's true that sometimes we as Christians, we can be obnoxious. We can be um, a little bit dispassionate uh, at times. We can be, um, we can be just as, as ornery, as uh, uh, difficult as any other people. Um, but let's not lose, uh, let's not lose the reality here that we as Christians, we should be loving people and telling people about Jesus. Our desire is we don't want anyone to go to hell. We don't want anyone to ever suffer the flames of torment for eternity. We, we don't want people separated from God uh, for all eternity. We, we desire the salvation of souls, and we point to the Savior. We point people to our Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation. Um, so we need to be telling people uh, the truth. Romans 10 if you're listening today and you're not a Christian, if you're listening today and you've not put your faith in Christ, the Bible says in Romans 10, verses 9 to 11, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. My dear friend, if you're listening today and you don't know Jesus, put your faith in Christ. Put your faith in Jesus Christ today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to, um, we're now going to prepare our hearts to receive what the Lord Jesus said about heaven. But let's pray right now, shall we? Father, thank you today for your love. Thank you today, Father God, that that you sent your son to be our savior. We're thankful today for the precious blood of Jesus that was uh, shed to cleanse us of our sins. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit who gives us life. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Y'all take care. Bye-bye now.